Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Some days life feels perfect. Other days it just ain't working. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, and everything in between. We say mountains crumble with every syllable Broken, live or die So speak
Hello, hello, and welcome to the live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. Rodney and I want to thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. Once again, we for sure feel that this is an empowering topic, subject, a much-needed topic or subject, what have you call it. Um, We will just continue again to bring you those topics and subjects that we feel is necessary for the growth that is needed in this world today, the individual growth that is needed to make us a better society as a whole. So often I think uh, you hear us talk about we feel that we speak about and discuss topics or things that really, um, I I don't want to say bring no substance to us individually, but it doesn't create in us, in my opinion, what we need to dig or go within and be the best person that we were created to be, to be that best self, to get to that place where we are comfortable with who we are, the good, the bad, and the ugly, so that we can go out in life and obtain the things that we want and need in our lives and the people that we want and need in our lives. You've heard us say here as well that we attract who we are or we see the world um, not as it is but as as who we are, how we're feeling, so to speak. So um, thank you guys for those of you who are, are, are listening and made a decision to tune into a topic such as this because, like we say, we're going to bring you those topics that make you deal with you. Um, for those of you who come Monday after Monday and listen or go back and listen to the archive shows, it has to happen because if you look out in the world, I don't know how you're able to look out and just not feel so displaced in this world. I think if you don't, then you found a way to become comfortable with conforming to the patterns, to the people, to the things that are taking place. And what that says to me is the spiritual world is losing. The the spiritual battle is being we're we're losing that battle. We're losing our children. We're losing people who love one another. Losing marriages because I think this topic that we're going to talk about tonight, self love and self esteem, um, we're getting so caught up with with esteeming ourselves and others as well, even in their foolishness, in their lives, and so many things. So there's there's so many avenues and roads that we plan to take tonight uh, with this topic. Rodney and I have not had. Well, I shouldn't say a lot. We've not discussed any of this topic. Um, just kind of, you know, got everything planned and put out there today because of our schedule. So, nonetheless, thank you, Rodney. How are you? I, I know that you're just getting out of class. Um, how are you doing? Tammy, I am doing wonderful. Uh, if I were doing any worse, I'd be doing great. <laughs> I really, I, I, I really have no complaints in, in, in this. In this world of confusion, in this world full of hatred, racism, and just lost morals and values, I can honestly say uh, I have not one worry because I trust in the Lord and I believe that no matter what is going on in my life, everything will always turn out the way that it's supposed to. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't mean that there aren't things that happen that that irritate me. You and I were talking about some 
some things earlier that that, that just kind of uh, have been on my mind. However, like I, I am, <laughs> I am okay, and so I hope that the rest of our listeners are are, are doing okay, and I hope that they have found uh, their place of of rest mentally and spiritually. That is, and I hope that they have found their their place of peace, because I feel like until you have found those things, you you really are living a miserable life. And even in class tonight, uh, I'm taking a, a school finance class. And, of course, every every class is all about money. And so uh, we were talking about how um, other countries are able to do so well in education and how they are able to provide free education uh, from pretty much kindergarten all the way through college um, and how everybody's, you know, able to have health care. And the the way that those countries do that is people pay about 45 to 50% in taxes of their income. And the question came up, would I do it? And I said, as long as I am able to live comfortably and that doesn't mean I that doesn't mean that I need to be living in a mansion. I don't see that as comfortable. But when I enjoy going home every day, to me that's comfortable. And it doesn't matter if I live in a, a, a studio. As long as I enjoy going home every day, I'm cool. And they laughed when I said, I'm not one of those people that I have to be rich. If it just so happens to be that way, fine. But I don't have to be rich. Like, I'm okay just being able to live and to live freely. And so I'm hoping that with this show, you and I learn uh, more about ourselves, but I'm also hoping that our listeners learn who they are or at least have a better picture because uh, we're going to talk about some things tonight, and so I hope everybody has their, their 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 questions and their comments ready because I would definitely definitely love to hear them. And before I turn it back over to you, Tammy, I'm just going to remind everybody of our trash can concept here on the Butterfly Evolution Show. And all that simply means is we want you to take a trash can uh, that's in your home that you use frequently and we want you to just move it to a different location. And then after you do that, we want you to just observe how many times you go back to its old location. That will give you a revelation about habit and routine, and it may even open up your eyes or your mind to other areas of your life where it's not that you want to do something, but you're doing it because it's comfortable, because it's what you're used to. So, Tammy, I'm going to turn it back over to you, and I am ready. <laughs> well, thank you, Ryan. I have a question <laughs> for you. Before I, before I start, and I have so many places that I'd like to start till I don't know where, but um, I have a question for you. How how did you get to that place of peace? What what did you do for you that opened that door 
and that opening the door is one thing, but going through that door and living living um to the degree of what's on the other side of that door. How did you get there? And basically how did you how do you think you got there? Well, uh, I'll tell you, um when I when I first realized I was at that place, um <laughs> When I first realized I was at that place, it was probably at a, at a time in my life I should not have been in that place. And I was going through a separation. Um, in case you guys don't know, um, I got married at a very uh, young age. I got married when I was 22. And I got married to someone who was much older than I was. Um, I was 22. She was 33. She had three kids, three, eight, and 13. And... It it was just a it, it was just a really 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 bad situation um, over the next couple of years, and so um, I won't I won't go into all those details tonight since we're not talking about failed marriages, <laughs> but but um, after about oh, two and a half years we separated. And it was very difficult for me um, simply because I knew what I had sacrificed in order to uh, try to make that marriage work. Um, I was probably a a rare husband and, and stepfather because I did a lot. And I had grown really close to um, the kids and everything. And so it was just a really, really, really uh, rough time in my life. And because of the way people had uh, treated me, because of that decision that I had made by getting married to that person and at that particular point in my life, because I only had three semesters of college left to go and I stopped going to school, got married, uh, and the list goes on, I knew I could not, at least I didn't want to, turn around and go and live with a family member. And so... um, in this position, no money, anything. Like, I didn't know where I was going to go. And it just worked out that here I am, uh, seven years out of high school, and I'd been in college all the time other than a year and a half. Here I am getting ready to go and live on campus for the first time. And so... I did that, and there was just something about, and all I had was, if you've ever been in a dorm, all I had was this little teeny room, but it was something about being able to just go in, lay my head down on my pillow, and not have to argue with anybody, not have to fight with anybody, um, not have to worry about um anything other than my responsibilities as a human being, like getting up and going to work every day and going to class every day. Other than that, that was just it. But after going through such a rough place in my life, instead of allowing that uh, that trial to break me down and to cause me to hate people or hate women or hate life and just give up and drop out again and never go back, Instead of me doing that, I used that as motivation. And 
the fact that I no longer had to worry about that, I don't know, it was like a weight was off me. And then, too, I will say this, I had also stopped going to um, the the church that we were a member of like a year before that. And so without all of those distractions, without all of that pressure and, and just constant problems, I was able to just to, to just think, and it, it it became something that just was a part of me. So it it wasn't like it was a it was a long process where I'm trying to figure out who I am and all. Like it was it was instant to me that once that situation, once I was separated from 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 the distractions of the church and the distractions of people, because it really was just me and God. Other than being around people at work and at school, it was just me all by myself. And I was okay with that. And it was just so peaceful. And I learned then that you do not need to put any extra burdens on yourself. Life is going to bring trouble anyway. Trouble is coming no matter what you do. You can you can live the best life. We we see where 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 good people get 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 shot, they're innocent bystanders. So no matter what you do, trouble is coming. So there's no sense in adding trouble to your own life or allowing people to add trouble to your life. And so from that point on, I say, you know what? If if it's not easy and I have control over it, I'm letting it go. I'm walking away from it. Now, if I don't have any control over it, like on a job, you don't have any control over that physically. So you can't necessarily walk away. But as far as people being in my life, I have control over that. So if they're adding stress to my life, or if I found myself always arguing with them, I had I, I just I get away from them. I'm not mean to them, but I but I find myself separating from people. And I'm okay with that because I'm like this my happiness means more to me than my blood relationship with somebody. My happiness means more to me than having a whole lot of money. And so this started when I was about 24. I'm 33 now. And I don't have a whole lot now. If you were to come in my apartment, you would think, like, <laughs> it was an abandoned it was an abandoned space because there's not much here. <laughs> but I'm happy. Like, like, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that when I walk in my apartment, there's only a love seat. Like, I don't have a full living room full of furniture. I don't have a flat screen TV, but I don't have a problem coming in my apartment every day and sitting on my, my love seat that I got from the thrift store for $35 and my TV that was free and the stand <laughs> and it sits on for $20. Like it doesn't, that doesn't bother me. It is like, I'm cool that I can just come in and sit down and watch. Like I'm okay. And so that's where, that that's my hope for everyone is that no matter what's going on around you, you are more concerned about what is in you 
than what can touch your skin or what can go into your body through your ears because you're going to hear things all the time. But you have to be able to just hear it and just say, okay, cool. Okay. Great. <laughs> that helped me with my starting point. <laughs> and you are by far, really, you are by far one of the I don't, you, your, your, your aroma, your presence, your, um, there is such a sense of peace and how can I say this? There just seems to be not a worry in the world with you. You seem to take things and people as they are and as for who they are and you let it flow. Um, I'm working to get there and, and I, and I want to start. With this, let, let me well, let me start just by giving a little bit on self esteem and self love, and I want to make sure that before we get into this show, we don't. I'm not, or we're not focusing on the self self love that is defined by what you have, um, what's behind your name, um, what kind of car you drive, what you wear. Not those things. Not what you feeding yourself. Um, I'm not saying, we're not saying anything is wrong with that, but, but this world, we've allowed this world to tell us what determines if you are successful or you are of value to this world or people. And in, most, in, in many cases, that definition is money and status. So I think mm-hmm. that we're here in this place because because of that, most people are, they are um, chasing money. They're chasing status, and they're esteeming themselves in order to do that. So what is self-esteem? It's confidence in, in one's own worth or ability of abilities, self-respect, basically. It is about being proud of who you are and what you do. So in saying that, let me say what it is not. It is not being proud of who people think you are or think you're doing. I'm going to read mm. that again. Self-esteem mm. is confidence in, in one's own worth or abilities. And I want to put much emphasis on self-respect. It is about being proud of who you are and what you do. I'm adding this part. It's not about who people think you are, or it's not who people think you are or what they think you do. Self-love is an acceptance of who you are despite your flaws, despite them. This self-love provides the ability and a desire to take care of you and live with peace, joy, and happiness, as our brother Rodney does. You should often say this. <laughs> I want people to I got really a question think about for you this. when you finish. Okay, this 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 topic is so um so it's so on time for me, and and many people will will think that um I started to look at these last few months. I mean. 2016, I had a plan. I was ready to go into it, and I've not shared this with many people, but my closest friends know that something happened to me at the beginning of the year that made me feel like we talked about the the desert last week, and I I truly feel like I went into that desert in um, 
layers of clothing. And I say that because deserts are hot. So I went in there with layers of clothing, a coat uh, wrapped up with some saran wrap on top of the coat, everything. It, just to give you an idea of the self-reflection that, that I've had to endure. And I'm so thankful. I truly believe that what hurts us instructs us, if we will allow it. I truly believe that there is a necessary breakening that has to happen, and it does happen, and it will continue to happen until we stop and do a self-examination of who we are and learn to love and honor every piece of us without excuses. That doesn't mean that you let your flaws go, the ones that you are able to correct, and deal with, what I'm finding is I think we're here at such a place, many of us, because we don't want to deal with those things. We don't want to admit that we are not okay in every area of our, of our life, our lives. And so over and over and over again, I continue to hear from one person specifically, and that was my son. Um, the last time I heard him say this to me was right before the new year. He he had gone with me to do a seminar and he told the the, the, the person that um, allowed us in, the HR person and for the city of Memphis, we had gone in to do a seminar for them and I stood there and watched my son talk to this lady and, and this is what he said to her about his mom. My mom is loyal to her detriment. And I've heard him say that over and over again. I would hear him tell people that. I would hear him say that to me occasionally. And for some reason that time, at that time, it did damage to me. It, it, when I say that it did the damage, it, it hit something in me. And I think it was because I had started to grow really tired of giving, 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 and, and expecting people and the world to respond to my giving with giving in whatever area that might be, whether it be with things, with love, with patience, with all of this. And what I found that the world is so cruel, and as I looked back, I realized that I was giving of myself for the wrong reasons. And so that hit me hard. And so that's what I mean by there has to be a breaking. And there have been, there, there have been so many breaking points in my life to the point where I should have gotten it long ago. Like, Rodney, what you said, it did it for you. I think it's easier for, for most men, I won't say all, because I know a lot of men that still struggle, struggle to get past um, things that they've gone through. But comes back to how you feel about yourself. And the way, the, one of the best ways, I think, to determine that or measure your self-love for yourself is, how you treat yourself, and how you allow others to treat you. For whatever reason it is, I think that we have been taught from a very young age to respect and love and take care of yourself is selfish. And it's not of God. Yet the word tells us to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And I don't think the word was telling us that or, or intended for us to be, have to be taught how to love ourselves. I think that was just a natural thing that we would love ourselves 
God's creation, us, but we would be able to love ourselves, but the world snatched that out of us. People snatch, will snatch that out of you if you will allow it. Well, I was one of those people that I allowed it to do so. And so I hmm. found myself circling back around saying, almost becoming very resentful towards people and angry towards people, especially those people who I felt old <laughs> I can say this. They owed me the world in my in my eyes because most people who hurt us are the people that we've given the most or given the most for. I like what you said, Rodney, about your peace or your happiness matters more than your relationship with a person. Like basically, it doesn't matter what relationship that person is to you or, or is not to you. But my sickness had gone far beyond the people within my circle that I love. Like, I found myself trying to please many people and thinking that was the godly thing to do, that was the right thing to do. And I'm not saying it's not. However, your reasons matter, and if it's killing you inside, it matters. It should not be to your detriment. I'll say that. And that those are the exact words that Brandon would use to her detriment. Stuck with me. And so um, I ended up picking up a book that I actually lost. I, I, I had to purchase this book again because I lost it while traveling. Um, and I looked, I looked, I called the airport. I went downstairs to report everything, thinking I'd get my book because I had marked that book. I had pink highlights, yellow highlights, blue. I had a code for everything because – and the book is The Road Less Traveled. Uh, further along, The Road Less Traveled, it's the unending journey towards spiritual growth, and it's by Scott Peck. Um, if you've not read it, if you're looking for a book to read, it is one of the best books. But I found myself picking this book up um, for the first time since I've repurchased it about a week ago and was led to do so. I just, you know, I need to really find that book and start back reading it. And I embarked upon, again, the self-esteem versus the self-love. And it, the timing of it was great. So I, I want to be very um, <sighs> candid tonight. And just, I, I just want to be very, just give it to you tonight, that I am one that I, that I realize that I need to work on this. Of all the transforming and of all the shows that come and did, I realize that I'm not real sure where I stand on this, but I'm willing to admit that, and I'm going to be transparent about that tonight and hope that somebody will, will do the same and com- commit to going into that desert and dealing with all your flaws, recognizing and appreciate, appreciating all the good as well, but not letting this world define who you are and lose the love that God intended for you to have for yourself. And don't label that as titles, as things, uh, your, your job, what you, if you're married or not. There's so many things, especially with women, that, we, that can make us go up and down, I'll say. And so tonight is about you is about your love for yourself, not with you esteeming yourself, not with you being that person we talked about, the people of the lie, which is also, this is also the book that that 
um, that I first read about people of the lie. And people of the lie are those people who will do anything, anything to keep up their reputation, to keep up who you think they are and what you think they're doing, no matter what. No matter what. So, Rodney, that's where this, this, is, this is just timely for me, much needed. Um, lots more to go, but I, I don't want to keep going before you jump back in. You said you had a question for me. Uh, you may not have it now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I actually wrote it down. I wrote it down. No, I've, got, I've, gotten smart in, I I've gotten smart in my old age. <laughs> All right. What's your uh, so question, my question for me? There, there are several parts to this question, um, and you can answer it however you wish. Um, but my question is, where does self-respect begin? Is it natural? Does it have to be taught? And if it does have to be taught, who should teach it and how should they go about doing that? Oh, wow. I think self-respect begins with self-love. When you, I think loving yourself is also about respecting yourself and making sure that others do the same. Um, and being okay with those who are, who, who, being okay with eliminating those things in people who don't respect you, who don't honor mm-hmm. who you are, the good, the bad, and the ugly, without trying to change you um, when and how they want to. Because most people seem to be traveling this world thinking that everything uh, that they think and do is right for everybody in the world. And that's not okay. So I think self-respect begins uh with self-love, I would have to go and say that parents, parents, or whomever, whomever your caretaker is to be the one or should be, should be the one to help you establish this, this self-love for yourself, not self-centeredness, um, that, that self-love that allows you to love others and receive love from others. Some of us are so caught up in, in, in our lack of love for ourselves until we wouldn't know love if it knocked us in the face. We, would, we don't yeah. know how to receive love, let alone give it. So I think it starts there. I think caretakers, whoever, whoever the person, the guardian of young children are responsible now, I don't know if this is part of the question, but where we get into uh, an issue is grown people, grown people by age or by what, what society says grown are not grown people. They've, they're, they're grown, but they've not grown up. Mm. So um, now you have an issue with um, grown people who are parents or guardians of children who are looking for love but not but have not quite mastered the ability to love self. If I don't love me, Bonnie, I, I, I can't I, I can think you love me. I can hope that you love me. I may know that you love me sometime and then t- today and tomorrow I might feel different because if you're still searching and trying to find out how to love you, how in the world 
Are you able to accept love and trust that love from someone else, even God? Because not to love yourself is to say that you don't love what God created. This holy, all-knowing, all-powerful God that you serve, you don't like what he created. You don't like who you are. Or you don't acknowledge that you don't like who you are. You don't acknowledge it. Because there's some things about me these last few months. I was like, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm thankful. I'm thankful because it is needed for the next level. It is needed. I, I cannot go where I'm going with the stuff that I had still inside of me without acknowledging what I had inside of me. Gotcha. And with just reasons. Some some of them I could say, I have a reason to feel this way. And and I'm just gonna feel this way. I could use that excuse. But it would will not allow me to transform or to progress to the level where I want to be and more importantly where God is sending me. Was there another like part to that question? I think I missed it. No, no, no. You got it. You got it. I think okay. that. Um, I think that when it comes to when it comes to self-respect, when it comes to self-love, self-esteem, however we choose to define it, I think they are all connected. And I think that. Um, I think it all like like anything else. I think it all starts at home. And mm-hmm. I think that. We are born a certain way, and I think that there are things that are just universally natural across the across the human race. But then I think God also, because he's that creative, makes us unique. But I think that we get away from who we are naturally because we, we take on the cares of the world because we do conform. And because we do say, oh, I want to be like this because so-and-so is like this or because my mom said I should be a piano player, so I'm going to play the piano. And so I think that we focus more on who we have become rather than who we actually are. Do you really know you is my question. And how can you be so sure that you know you, that you can be comfortable in your own skin? Because if you if you think about everything that you believe, where did you get that from? Is, that, is it because that's how you were raised? Is it something you picked up in school? Is it something you picked up in college? Is it something that that you picked up as a result of something bad happening to you? Where do we get these things from? And something else that came to mind uh, a little while ago when you when you were talking in the introduction, I think that we all have to remember that even even in the Bible, when it talks about the talents, they were all given 
different talents. One was given ten, one was given five, one was given one. Doesn't matter what talent you have. It doesn't matter how many you have. What we saw in the scripture was the only thing that matters is what are you doing with it. Regardless of how um, when you think about yourself as, as an individual, when you think about yourself as a person, what were you born with? What are you doing with it? As life has um, has gone gone forward, and you've adopted things, or things have been given to you. What are you doing with it? Because I really believe that whenever the time comes for you to have to answer on earth, not when you die, but on earth, before you even get to judgment day, and you have to answer for what you're doing or what you've done with what, with what you, you've been given, I really believe that if you, if you can't, show anything productive for it, I believe it is snatched from you and given to somebody else who has shown that they will do something with it. So, yes, I think the rich are getting richer, but I think that just the productive people are becoming more productive. Why? Because we've allowed, and Tamaria said this in the in the chat room, the world will just take and take and take and take. If you if you let the world, that's, that's what the world is going to do, take it from you. But what are you doing? Have you gotten to a point where you feel so bad about yourself that the one talent you were given, well, I don't want to do that because nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about the person who can who can sew? That doesn't get as much attention as the as the person who can sing. So because I can't sing, I don't want to do anything with my with my sewing ability. And then before you know it, the person who 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 can sing, they can also sew now too, because they took the time to master their own craft. But then they were also given something else. I do think that Bonnie, that happened. That, that... That... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say that, that for whatever reason, that reminds me or, or bring this to, to memory here. We talk a lot about uh, pastors and churches being on every corner, and it seems as though everyone wants to be the pastor. Everyone wants to, to get there and have their own church. But what is that, what is that doing for us? Because I would think if there is a – Let's use Walgreens because there there seems to be a Walgreens on every corner. Wherever, whichever way I leave my house and go, I'm going to find a Walgreens at every corner. That is useful for me because if I forget and pass, which I have, I I will pass one meaning to stop. But I have no worries because I know there's one, there's another one right down the street that I can go in and get what I need. However, with with so many people being so hungry for, I would say. Success um, rather than significance. Success rather than significance, because there's a huge difference. But 
there's so many people that want that big church. They want the they want to be on the corner and they want to be the biggest pastor ever. And many of them, many of them, are in the wrong place. That was not their final stop. That was that that wasn't even on the list. And I think we're <laughs> reaping that. But again, that goes back to esteeming, and I it is so. Rodney, tell me your thoughts on this. Do you think it's possible to esteem yourself and not love yourself? For people possible to, to, to get what? caught up in the self-esteem, for people to get caught up with esteeming themselves, uh, to be caught up in self-esteem, but they truly don't love themselves? Oh, that is a that is a great question. I'm going to do this because I, uh, I I don't want to keep I, I don't want to keep our callers. But I'm going to answer the question. I'm going to. We have two callers, so okay. callers, we're going to pull okay. you in. Uh, the uh, in the order that you press the number one. And for those of you who are listening, uh, um, if you have a question or comment and you listen by phone, please press the number one and we'll pull you into the conversation. If you're listening in the chat room or Facebook or how, however you are listening, we will definitely get your questions and comments out there. Uh, but I'm going to bring in the first caller, Tammy. I'm going to come back to that question, though. Uh, okay, thanks. Bye. Area code 301, the last four digits are 1296. Caller, you are on the air. Hello, it's Tamaria. How are you all? Hello. Hello, Tamaria. <laughs> um, well, so far, so I'm definitely enjoying the show. And I um, I laughed, Tammy, when you gave your description because I was like, we are kindred spirits. I'm wondering if our life languages are identical. <laughs> um, so I, as I'm sitting here, I'm like, because this is something I've been dealing with recently, um, especially as it's getting closer to the wedding, it's more and more um, apparent to me that I've allowed people to control my life with regard to what they want, their demands. Um, and me being the person I am, I am, I will say I'm loyal to a fault because I I kind of expect people to treat me the same way that I treat them, and I know that's not the case. Um, and I know that that's not possible because people can only give you what they have. And um, I was listening to Ayanna Van Zandt on Super Soul Sunday, and that's what she said. She said, you know, if someone isn't capable of giving you what they need, then let them go. Like, don't hold them to a standard that they've shown you they cannot commit to and or fulfill and she said you know if you go into it trying to change people and that was one of those things where it's a hard lesson because I know that I'm a person who's compassionate who loves people but then individuals who may have a desire to manipulate and use others to get what they want they see that and it's like I almost feel like they feed off of it because they know you know this person might have a hard time saying no so let me ask them for a lot of things because I know that in the end I'll get what I want um, and so right now I'm dealing with that a lot as it relates to the wedding, even in my work life. Um, I've dealt with that over the years where, you know, I'm good enough to do the work, good enough to make other people look good, but when it comes time for a promotion, told, oh, you know what, not this time. And so after a while it wears on you, but you brought up a great point. We have to accept responsibility for ourselves and then also recognize why it's happening um, and I think that's the tougher pill to swallow because it typically does stem from us. When we stop letting people manipulate and or use us, they will. But it's when we finally take a stand, and it might not be comfortable, and we'll probably lose a lot of friends or so-called friends who are only in it for the benefits. 
but it's one of those things where when you recognize that you enable this behavior, um, it's very freeing. Um, but even further, you all mentioned why we become the way we are. Rodney and I have had this discussion. Um, a lot of it does come from our formative years, from things that we experienced as a child. So an example that I gave Rodney recently was, if, say, for instance, your parents tell you when you're a kid, respect your elders, don't don't ever talk back to someone that's more mature than you, or don't question adults. Well, when you grow older, you'll never question adults. So even if somebody's telling you to do something that's wrong, well, when you were a kid, you know that you got reprimanded for asking a question. So when you get older, you don't ask questions. So your decision-making processes may be different because you were taught that as a child. That's a really good point, Tamaria. That's um, it. Um, and I think I think that I think that we we fail to realize as as people that even something that we think is as simple as that shapes and molds our minds to the point that when we become adults, we we, we carry those same things. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to give it to you, Tim, because uh, I don't want to keep our other caller waiting out there too long. Um, but when, when we do that, um, I think that a, a solution would be to try to see if you can, as a parent or as a teacher, whoever whoever is instilling this into the child, find a way to to have a balance so that kids understand the difference between respect and speak and and advocating for themselves. Because mm-hmm. no, you don't want to. You don't want kids talking back. You don't want kids. Like like I was taught the same thing. Like you don't like like you do it because I said so. Now granted, I'm not like that as a teacher, but I know that like that was that was a big thing growing up. But I think that it's important to to find a balance between uh, being respectful that that teaching kids that there's a way that you can ask questions without coming off as disrespectful. Tammy. I agree, Rodney. Um, go ahead, Rodney. Let's take our, our the caller, and then if you could leave to Marianne, because I did want to have I did have a little bit to say or comment on from what she said. So Sounds good to me. We're gonna we're gonna pull in our next caller from area code four one zero. Last four digits are five three four four. Caller, you are on the air. Good evening. How's everyone? Good. How are you? Great. Outstanding. Thank you much. Um. First, uh, uh, my name is Lee, Levon. Uh, no direct relationship to Mary, but that's all right. We're all related in some form or fashion. The <laughs> the struggle that most people go through, I so believe, um, and cut me off, please, because I'm, I'm too, I'm a talk show host, so I can go on and on, is we want to matter. And the mm-hmm. funny thing is, as we become more socially connected, we become less socially active. Meaning, as we become more socially connected via social media, we become more socially less socially active, actually personably. So people want to matter, and in in a time of uh, Reaganomics, instant gratification, as those things have developed and morphed into your Instagram and your Twitter, 
uh, your Facebook, so on and so forth, your Snapchat. Now people want to get on the horse as quickly as they can because they want their 15 minutes of fame because the 15 minutes of fame now is more or less three minutes and something else is hot and move on. <laughs> so as far as self-esteem are concerned, I think people are innately wanting to matter. Everyone wants to matter. They want their life to mean something and to matter. Mm-hmm. And most just don't know what to do to do that. And then the other thing is everyone has, well, not everyone, but socially we've come to value money more than anything. So that's why folks stop doing what they love because it may not make them as much money as something else can. So where you have an artisan now trying to be a dot-com gazillionaire and they're frustrated because it's not working, but yet they don't recognize it's not working because that's not what they were intended to do. So they pass that stress on to everyone else that would listen in their sphere and it reverbs and reverbs and reverbs and, you know, no one understands why anyone isn't getting anywhere. Sooner or later, you have to put down a negative energy, pick up some positive energy, and move on. But if your motivating factor is always money, if your motivating factor is always fame, it's never going to be enough. You can never get enough money. You will never have enough fame. You will, there's always another level that you've yet to accomplish. You know, you could be a local news anchor, but you're not Oprah yet. You could be... A, a great sports player, but you're not Michael Jordan or for you younger folks, a Kobe Bryant, or even for you younger folks, uh, CP3 or someone of that nature. So the the drive, the the desire for meaning is misguiding a lot of folks down roads that they need not go, in my humbled mm-hmm. opinion. I, you know what? I, I, I think you may. I, I see. Uh, you said your name was Lee. Levon. Levon, you you have made some 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 very uh, some very good points, and and, and I like how you uh, brought in the social media factor because Tammy and I talk about this this all the time, and that is we we mostly care about things when when, when they're trending. Today we care about Prince. The the next day we care about uh, school bathrooms. The next day we care about Cox Cable. The next day we care about the NBA playoffs. It's all about what's trending, and we want to find we want to find some kind of way to connect our our lives or ourselves to it. One thing that I personally can't stand is when someone is sharing something, right, from their mm-hmm. life, and somebody jumps in and says, oh, well, that's nothing. Wait a minute. How are you going to tell this person <laughs> that, their, that their experience is nothing because you have an experience too? Like those people mm-hmm. who cannot allow anybody else to have the, the spotlight. And it's like, get over yourself. Oh, without a doubt. But, you know, you all spoke, as I caught the show, about change and the desire to change folks or or the the, the knowledge that you should not go in to wanting to change folks. And, and one of my good friends came on, and he was speaking about um, 
a black style. You see, we were talking about relationships, and his analogy was women see a black stallion that's graceful running on the beach, and they say, I want that stallion. And as soon as they get it, they want to put a, a harness on it. <laughs> it's not the same horse. You've changed the nature of the horse. But th- there's beauty in our differences. There is beauty in our differences. Let's respect those differences and build mm-hmm. a bridge toward one another from that point. You know, we, we don't all have to think the same. We don't all have to talk the same. We don't all have to look the same. There, there, there are reasons that we don't. Uh, that is the 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 wonder of our uniqueness, and when you find someone whom is willing to accept you for who you are, and you are willing to accept them for who they are, that's that connection that cannot be broken. Everything else is just a momentary action. Everyone is mm-hmm. meant is to Tammy. get off at the last stop. I totally Go ahead, agree with you. I, I I totally agree with everything that you, you've said. Going back to social, I'm sorry, dropped my earphone. Going back to social media, I think people have gotten caught up in thinking posting is doing, posting is living mm. your purpose rather than mm-hmm. I would rather you you forget about the posting about how you feel about something. Post what you did about that something that you did have some feelings right. about. Post, tell me what you've done or what you're doing. Tell me your plan for making this right as you see fit without judging um, what someone else is doing about maybe the same situation. Because at some point, there may be many things that solve one general problem, so to speak, because there's so many of us. But I just want to say that people, please don't get caught up thinking that because you're posting about a certain situation or a certain thing that that you, you get your handshake for the day, that you did your duty there because there's so much out here that is going undone because of the social media frenzy that is going on. Like you said, your 15 minutes of fame there on social media. Um, and lastly, for us to love someone else's flaws and accept, like you talked about changing the nature of the horse that's what we try to do with people, especially mm-hmm. as women. I think we, we, we want to make someone mm-hmm. get you and we want to make you who we want you to be um, mm-hmm. or who we think you should be, forgetting mm-hmm. that that was acceptable before the, the, the wedding bells, I'll, I'll say that, or before the committed relationship. But you can't change the nature of the horse and expect to get what you were getting when you were allowing the horse to run freely. Mm-hmm. So it all goes back to how, again, what you are willing to accept about yourself, those breaking moments, those um, moments that put you through in that desert, but you know that things that hurt, if we allow it, instruct us as well as we said earlier. We're not willing to admit that we're not okay in every area of our lives, and therefore, we start to look at people. I think many of the things that we do and respond to and say is out of judgment that we think we're going to get from people in the world. It's not that you, you, you want to do or want some of the things that you go after. It's that it's what you think that brings you in this world. The five minutes of fame, the 15 minutes of fame, the seeing you as valuable, but yet you go home at night and you're miserable. 
and, and the, all of your year is miserable. So I totally agree with everything that you said. You go home at night to your big empty house by yourself talking about all blank ain't blank, whatever the blanks are. <laughs> whatever the blanks <laughs> whatever, are. Whatever the blanks are. You have really been a, uh, a a blessing to this show, I, and and I personally want to thank you for 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 tuning in. And and um, you 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 are not long winded by any means, <laughs> but we do tell, want to thank tell you. Tell the name uh, of his show. Your... Tell him, Rodney. Yeah, give us yeah, we do need the name, name of your, your show, show so we can so we can tune in. <laughs> oh, my, but now you got to wake up early for mine. Mine is on uh, Saturday mornings from eleven to one. Eastern Standard Time. It's radio established to address life. Real radio. Okay. Yeah. Well, radio so established to address life. Radio okay. established to address life. Okay. Uh-huh. Is that T O or the number two? T O. No, I, did, I didn't get okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we def- well, we definitely thank you for calling okay. in. I know, uh, and we we want you to hang on with us as long as you can. Uh, uh, yes, I'm on Eastern Standard Time as well, um, but we definitely want you to hang in there with us. I know uh, we're gonna go. I'm gonna go back to you, Timmy. I know you had a question for Tamaria, and Timmy, I see one of our friends out there from the from the Big Easy. I'm sure he has uh, something good for the people. So. Hopefully he'll press the number one uh, and, and and have a few words. Uh, but back to you, Tammy. Um, I know you had a question for Tamari. Well, I was just going to comment on what Tamari was saying about, I know Tamari and I have had the discussion about, you know, how people, especially in the workplace, how people will look over you. You will be the one that they call to do everything and anything. Um, but when it comes time for that promotion, you are overlooked in most cases say not now. But I want to say this to Tamaria and anybody who's listening, when you stand up for you, people will sit down. I'm just and, and that is so clear. You have to be you have to go in fearless because what you what what the fear is is if I go in and speak up for myself, I'm going to lose my job. Well just the opposite happens. When you stand up, when you speak up, and I'm not saying, and I know Tamari wouldn't do that anyway, I'm not saying you go in there um, in an unprofessional manner, but when you go in and you put your rights down in black and white, when you purr everybody that you've spoken to, things will start to happen. I was that doormat in the workplace, in my home life, in my with my friends, with my family. I was that doormat, but when I removed that mat, when I told waste management, just using this as a scenario, to come by and pick up my garbage can that was full of everybody else's trash, people started either getting out of my way, totally leaving me alone, calling me crazy, or both. But I tell you what, they gave back. I took back my control of my life. I wasn't fearful of losing my job, and that actually bought a promotion. I, was, I told them that I would go to Taco Bell and leave there and go to Burger King if I had to to pay my bills. But no longer would I put up with what they were dishing out, period, period. And I didn't say it with a high-toned voice. I said it just like we were having coffee and friends. So when you stand up, people will sit down. Thank you. Tamari, did you – 
I agree. <laughs> that, that is very true because I'm, I I promise you I'm dealing with that right now. And it's one of those things where it's interesting to see, and I think everything happens for a reason. So I trust mm-hmm. and believe that God is allowing all of the things that are happening and that have been happening to cause me to change, to realize who's really in my corner, to realize who's just using me or trying to get what they want out of me. And so now I'm like, you know, sorry, I can't help you with that. But it's still a work in progress. It definitely has not changed overnight. But I think God has allowed me to see people for who they are and and understanding that and being like, okay, I get it. So and it will not change overnight because people are so used to you being who you are and used to being able to get that yes out of you when you know that that answer should be no. So it will not change overnight. There are still people that I allow to to, to work, to still work my nerves, but that's just because of who they are, the relationship. So I've not gotten to where Rodney is as he started out. I've not. Now, many of them I have. But there's still some people that, I mean, it's going to take some time, not just for them, but for me as well, because of who they are. And, and, and it means a lot to me um, to be able to, to overcome our differences. However, that doesn't mean that next year this time I will feel the same, because there will come a point where you either play the game and play it right, or you got to leave the field period regardless of who you are I'm going to uh I'm going to I'm going to jump back in I'm glad that you guys uh came back around to that point cuz cuz there there are a couple of things I'm going to say <clears throat> Number 1 um a long time ago a friend said to me um that people like to find all types of ways to deal with their problems and drinking happens to be one of them. And what he said was, instead of being like most people who drink in the middle of their problems because they think it's going to make their problems go away or it's going to make it easier, he said that he waits until he solves his problems and then he goes and gets him a drink because it's more of a celebration to him rather than a quick fix. Then also, for me, it's not that I don't get bothered at times. It's not that I don't get irritated. But I find a way in my mind to to slow the whole thing down, to to work the to, to work it to work it out in my head. So that I don't get to a point where, like, the rest of my day or the rest of the week or the rest of the month is just bothered about this particular thing. Uh, To Mary and I were talking uh, the other day, because I have a plan, there is nothing that anyone around me can do that is going to upset me that bad. For example, at work, I, I have a plan for my professional future. My mindset, my mind is not on everything, every person along the along the way. 
that's not what I'm looking at. What I'm looking at is, or where my mind is, is where I'm trying to get to. Think about when you're traveling somewhere. How many, uh, how many of the exits that you are not getting off on are you really thinking about? How many of those mile markers are you really thinking about, or are you thinking about where it is that you are trying to get to? And so I think that if we lived our lives the same way, we would we would live a lot more freely. Like for example, if if I if if I were to go home to Norfolk, Virginia, which is about three hours from where I am now, there are going to be a lot of exits between here and there because there are three interstates that that I have to take to get home. I'm not worried about all those exits. I'm not worried about all the other cars on the road. Just don't hit me. But I'm not worried about them. I don't know where they're going. But my mind is on here's where I'm going. And I think that as long as we know where we're trying to get to, as long as before we leave, before we get in the car, before you even turn on the ignition, know where it is that you are trying to get to and at least have an idea of how you want to get there, the route you want to take. And unless you have to, stay on that course. Don't worry about everything that's happening around you. Just just get there. Just get there. Because the moment you take your eyes off of where you're trying to get to, you may never get there. If you start worrying about the cars, if you start worrying about the deer, if you start focusing on the trees, if you start focusing on every little thing, because you're going to pass a lot of little things on your way to your destination. If you took the time to focus on every little thing on that journey, you would never get there. And we have to do our lives the same way. You're going to have some bosses on the way to where you're trying to get to. You're going to have some coworkers on that journey, and they're going to be in and out because that's just how it goes. You're going to have some professors along the way. You're going to have some homework. You're going to have uh, just a lot of things to come up. And if you stop every single time something gets in the way, you're never going to get there. You got to learn to just let things be around you and just keep moving through it. Ronnie, you are so right. Going back to the the driving, um, next time you're traveling, good people, look at or or don't look at. I've learned to if I don't look at the number of miles I have to go to get to my destination, I get there so much quicker. Now it could be a mind thing, but when I'm constantly thinking, okay, how many miles do I have now? And so I purposefully now do not look at how many miles I have to go. And another thing, just as it is important to know where you are going and how you're going to get there, it is a must that you find out where you are in your life. Acknowledge the good, the bad, the ugly, the flaws, the things that you've not accepted, the things that are not okay with you, because then, then you will know or be able to handle your path better. But we're so we're we're in such a 
we're such a people of the lie. I'll go back to that. Until we're, we, we miss the things because we have not acknowledged other things that are so important. Because if you don't acknowledge that there is an issue with you, because so sometimes the issue is not with, with the boss or the coworker. Because if you constantly go from job to job and everybody else is the issue at every job, then it might be time for you to think, look at yourself. So just as it is, just as you should know where you're going, your route that you plan to, to take to get there. And sometimes, well, most cases, even that is not a surety. But you, you must know what you're dealing with, where you're coming from. You must know your starting point. And, and just be okay with that. Because we're all mm-hmm. in, in a boat, may not be the same, but we're all some, at some place in our life where there's an area in our lives that, that, that we need to work on. No one is okay in every area of their life. No one. We're forever learning, or should be. Go ahead, Rodney, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, um, I think that where where I've seen low self-esteem and confidence and self-respect, self-love, where I've seen those things hurt people the most are in career choices and in relationships. Relationships, yes. But I think relationships, um, it's, it, it might be the biggest one. Uh, at least that's what, where where my mind is right now, because people. Why do you think that is, Rodney? Well, I think that I think that if you go into a relationship with low self esteem, you have very little chance of coming out of that relationship with. Um, you 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 have you have very little chance of coming out of that relationship. Uh, without having even lower self-esteem. If you go into a relationship, any kind of relationship, not feeling good about yourself, you are setting yourself up to be even more hurt and bruised by the time you get out of that relationship. Because like you and Tamari said earlier, people people are not going to most for the most part, they're not going to give you what you give them. And so, if you go into a relationship, and I've seen low self-esteem people with low self-esteem do everything that they can to make relationships work, and they don't get the same thing in return. So, what does that do to their self-esteem? Well, it just got hurt even more. And then you get out of that relationship and you are mad at that person. Then you go and get in another relationship and it just becomes a, a, a cycle for you. What happens to that person as they keep going throughout life? Eventually, how good are they going to feel about themselves? Are they By the time they get to somebody who probably won't do that to them, are they going to have anything left? Because they've given and they've given and they've given until they had nothing else to give, but they never got it in return. And Tammy, when Tamaria was talking earlier, I thought about that uh, 
that picture uh, that you posted the other day, and I'm gonna and I'm yeah. gonna read it because I'm telling you, I, I love this quote, and it says, "If you expect the world to be fair with you, because you are fair, you are fooling yourself. That's like expecting the lion not to eat you because you didn't eat him. <laughs> you're you're fooling yourself, mm-hmm. and so I think that I think that the best thing to do." is to learn who you are. And if you're not sure how to even start that, start make a list of things that you think you like. Make a list of things uh, of characteristics you think fit you. And then when you go down that list, ask yourself, where did I get this from? Where did I get this from? And if you really want to know how people think about you, do something they don't like or something mm. that they don't agree with. You are going to find out that you that that you might have a half of a friend because that's just how things are. That's how life is. You are lucky if you have one person that you can talk to about anything. You are lucky. I'm going to bring in this caller because I think it's I, I think it's who I've been waiting on, Tim. I'm going to bring in this caller uh, real quick okay. uh, from area code five zero four. Last four digits are seven zero three seven. Caller, you are on the air. What's going on? Great topic. Great topic. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. What's up, <laughs> What's going on, my brother? What's going on with you? <laughs> Everything Hi, is good, How man. Are How are you? Hey, Tammy, how's it going? How are you? Good, good, good to hear you on again. Good to hear, you, good to hear you, good to hear you. This is a, this is an awesome, awesome topic. Actually, I was uh, just uh, listening in, and uh, you guys are actually doing a, a great job of bringing this. Um, wow, it's really good, really good. Um, I'll be a little transparent for a second, but I have to give my man the update on the scores here. Golden State up. By eleven, so I know you're working right now. But <laughs> go to set up by eleven. Right now. I appreciate that. What quarter is the second quarter? They, they're uh, at halftime. Yeah. They get ready to go too to much, the third. Too much information. Tammy, <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I got self-esteem issues when it comes to sports. You, know, you got to at least get the score. Yeah, man. This is a this, this is a very awesome, uh, awesome topic, man. When we're talking about um, talking about it, so. Um, it, it hits close, you know, close to home to me because something you said uh, in, in the last moments before you brought me in, worrying about what people think and how people feel about you, and talking about insecurities. Uh, insecurities could be, um, man, that's a very dangerous drug, and insecurities are dealt on the inside. So, you know, if we're not dealing with ourselves first, that's a huge problem when we actually deal with others uh, on the outside. You know, you you know what I mean. When you when you have to deal with yourself first, but um, for me, I had a, a huge problem with uh, what folks thought about me and and whatnot. But once I found myself within myself, um, I was able to move on and just live, and not be concerned with what spewed from the from the mouths of others, you know, because everybody's not going to mesh, everybody's not going to gel and whatnot, but I allowed that to take control of my life for about a good six months to a year, worrying about what other people thought about the decisions I made in life as far as business or or what have you. But 
this is a very uh, good topic. When I saw it come across, I was like, I got to tune in and listen to it because you guys are really giving it in. I don't have much to say on it. I'm just taking notes and hopefully I could grab a topic or two from you guys uh, on this. This is pretty good. <laughs> That's right. good to hear. Trey. We appreciate that. Yeah, Man, thank it's, you. It's, it's pretty good though. Hey, good stuff. There, good stuff. You got are you guys still on uh, every uh, every Monday? Every Monday. Yep, we yep. are still um, here every Monday at every nine o'clock. Uh, we 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 take off from here from 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 time to time, but but for the most part, we're still on every Monday. Yeah, so this is an awesome topic, man. I'm listening and just wanted to chime in and show my support, and um, I got number love for y'all. Number love. Trent, why don't you tell everybody um, uh, about your show and when you're on and how they can uh, they can listen in. They can catch us uh, on the Wiring 1328 app. Anthony and I have actually uh, combined companies and started a, a station here in New Orleans called Your Radio Networks. So we have a variety of shows. So if they actually go to the uh, you know to their apps and, and you know on their phones, they can download our app through an iPhone or whatever tablets or Android phones that they have, and they'll be able to get the schedules and all that good stuff. But um, you know they can get that uh, Wiring 1328. App and they can catch uh, the shows five days a week there. That's good stuff. I appreciate that, man. But it's always good to hear uh, familiar voices and, uh, you know, reminisce a little bit. So this is some good stuff. Hey, hey Trent, <laughs> are they able to listen online too? Like are you able to pull it up on your computer yeah. or is it you have to have the app? Yeah, that, no, no, no. We have, we have a desktop, uh, desktop form as well. If they go to um, yourradionetworks.com, They'll just click on the uh, the listen live button, okay. take them directly okay. to the desktop uh, on that. So I appreciate that, Tammy. Okay. All right. Try to listen yeah, in. So definitely thanks again. So good stuff. I appreciate y'all. Good stuff. And I'm All right, Trey. Thanks, man. Okay, brother. I'll hey. text you with All the right. scores, but I know Tammy don't like the the, the scores <laughs> going on here talking on the, on the show there. So I'll text you with the scores. No, yeah. Y'all, do y'all thing. I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Do your hey, thing. Hey, Trent, sometimes you need a little ticker at the bottom, man. You need you need that little score to come up at the bottom of the screen, man. Yeah, man, because Tammy gets a little deep, man. Now, y'all need a little score thing. Now, I was like, well, nobody's talking about the scores. Let me get in here and talk, let my boy know what the score because I know he's dying on the inside. Right, I just, Tammy and I can let you watch the TV. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that is funny. It's wow. Wow. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to continue listening to this, uh, <laughs> this TV on mute. All right, brother. All right, man. Hey, Ryan, right, I want to follow with – thank you, Trent. I want to follow with this quote. Um, it, it says, self-esteem comes from being able to define the world in your own terms and refusing to abide by the judgments of others. I want to read it one more time. Self-esteem comes from being able to define the world in your own terms and refusing to abide by the judgment of others. I really feel that the fear of judgment of others, um, whether it's do you make enough, do you wear the right thing, are you saying the right thing, are you doing the right thing, and we're chasing what other people want for us when they don't know what they need for themselves. And so Mm. I can't, and, and even to add to that, Refusing to abide by the judgment of others, you also got to refuse to judge others in that manner. Let people do what they do and walk their own walk. 
And I'm not saying everything goes, but when it does not fit you, don't put it on. Don't wear it. Don't buy it. Define your world. But you got to, in order to define you, you got to know who you are and deal with you. You got to be willing to deal with it all. And, and, and again, I'll, as I started out earlier in the show, I'll be, be the first to say, I, I wasn't quite doing that. I was not doing that. You let people dictate this and that, and you try to make this person happy and make this situation better. And it got to a point where a really good friend of mine said, and I think I've shared this, you are throwing ropes into a lake, an ocean, or whatever you have of people who are drowning, but you're trying to pull everybody in, even the ones that will not grab the rope. You got to stop. He said, you got to pull in the one who grabs hold of the rope. Pull them in. Tell the others, when you grab the rope, I'll work on you. But in the midst of all that, I realized that I'm trying to pull some people in, wasting some time that needs to be spent on myself, growing, getting past and over people and things that I allowed in my life that should not be there. Mm. So, I, like that. I mean, this big <laughs> self-love and this self-esteem, Rodney, I mean, it really, it is, I think, one of the things that will hold us back the most. I think the biggest thing in our lives that we get twisted is the fact that we really love ourselves. When I asked that question and I looked outward to see how I was responding to life and allowing people and life to respond to me, I really had to put a period to a question and let it simmer for a minute. <laughs> Tammy, how often? I mean, I really um, Tammy, what? Um, uh, maybe not how often, but why do you think people? avoid having conversations about themselves? Like, why do you think people avoid certain conversations about themselves? Whether it be good or bad. People don't want to deal with the truth, Rodney. People, People are not giving the truth out because they're not wanting that same, um, expectation to come in from others. So it's like nobody is is speaking up and speaking out about certain things because, in my opinion, we want to continue to do what we want to do. We want to continue, and we've not bought God into a lot of this, which I, I, I plan to do so, but we want to do what we want to do. We are unwilling to become unlearned about many of the things that we were taught and that we know is not working and have not worked for us. We would rather play the role. It goes back to the self-esteem definition. It goes back to, I'll read that again because some of of you were not on, confidence in one's own worth or abilities. This is what is self-esteem. Confidence in one's own worth or abilities, basically self-respect. It is about being proud of who you are and what you do. I added this. It is not who people think you are or what people think you do. And so we don't want to get into those deep conversations because 
some things might be revealed that we have people thinking, you know, about who we really are and what we what we're really doing. And so mm-hmm. if we have that conversation and some things come out, now I, I'm responsible. Because once you know better, you should do better. And like I said, we have some grown people who have not grown up. And these people hate it, but they are parents. They are grandparents who are still trying to find themselves, who are still people of the lot, who will do whatever with whoever, whomever, in order to look the look and appear that they're walking the walk and that they are as happy and as peaceful as can be. Well, I'm to that point where you were, Rodney, where I would come in and sit on a floor and sleep on that very same floor for my peace and my sanity and my happiness and not to feel like I have to conform to a world that is not working. It doesn't matter how much people obtain in this world. It doesn't matter how much you make, how, what you drive, where you live. People are still, look at the numbers of, the number of suicides. Wait, the, the number, numbers now compared to when we had less. I say it best. When we had less, we were better people. <laughs> but we're losing ourselves in the midst of a world that says you are who you are based on what you have. That includes what you have behind your name, what you have on, what you drive, where you live, where you work. I, I, I'm not against education but I, I I say this if you are a mother and you got five kids or a daddy and you got five kids I mean you can't go to school full time because guess what you might get that education but your children are going to lose out on so much more mm-hmm. so much more so unless you have a partner that's going to work with you but sometimes we're we're trying to gain that education and again I'm not lacking education but I'll be the first to tell you education is not for everybody some of us need a trade. Some of us love fixing cars and can do it well. And that's what we should push that young man or that young girl to do. Some young ladies can fix hair at the age of 12, and they love to do it. So why are we trying to send that, that child to be a doctor? I know a young lady that was pushed to go into this higher-paying position uh, education-wise who wanted to be a teacher, who wanted to be a teacher. We have kids in college now that will kill themselves because they are going and, and trying to be what their parents wanted to be or go for the money that is going to bring them no joy. We are so confused. This world is so confused, and we have allowed it to confuse us and our children because they, too, they, too, search after things. Look at the lines that they'll stand in to get a new pair of sneakers. But don't wake them up to go to Bible study. Don't wake them up to read the Bible. Don't wake them up to watch the <laughs> that they messed up or to turn the light on off that they left on. Don't do that, but they'll stand out, and you, you fools will take them to do it. You will take them and give them your money to buy those same sneakers. But you can't wake them up and tell them to clean up the kitchen or turn the light on that you left on, off that you left on. The grown-ups' priorities are as, as messed up 
as we're allowing our young people to to become or to see or to do. We're, we're telling them that it's okay. It's okay for you to want money and things and to be um, to chase success uh, rather than things that are of substance. To respect yourself. To be different. To not conform to the patterns of this world. I had a young man Saturday uh, that I we worked with him and and subliminal thought still does Lawrence. They still work with this young man. I ran into him after a couple of years and asked, so where are you going to school? Because I was so sure that he was on the right track, that he was one of the ones that we caught soon enough. And so he looked at me and I instantly knew, wow, he did not do what he said he was going to do. He did not work the plan. And he began to tell me, apologizing uh, as he's saying what is now happening. Well, he didn't get his GED. He's now 21, backtracking, trying to make this right. But what else, the other things that he said to me was he's trying to get his GED, but his parents will not support him in getting this. Same parents that would not hmm. support him in high school. Fast forward at the end of our, coming to the end of our conversation, he says to me, I just want to make it so that I can help my parents. Now, these are the same parents who, even in high school, was not willing, not willing to do anything extra. And this was a kid who was trying, who had potential, who, who wanted to do it all right, but had no support. But at the end of the conversation, his, his desire still is to make it somewhere so that he could pull his parents out. And all I could sit and think of was, your parents are, are comfortable where they are, which is why they weren't going to push you any further because they felt that was your future. That was your future. And he stood there and said, I just think I need time. I need to go somewhere and just think about me and what is best for me at age 21. Confused. But we've all been there. Because as you asked the question earlier, Rodney, who's responsible for teaching that self-love and that self-esteem? Who's responsible? And if the guardian or the parents will not do it, they get to the schools. Rodney, there are not many teachers like you. It's sad to say, but they're just as caught up as anybody else. They're that same grown person that have not grown up, and now they're going to deal with a system an education system that does not support them thoroughly. So now what do you get? You have kids who are not being taught by their guardian or their parents, by the world, at school. And so now that's why we have sixth graders who are selling drugs, who are killing one another, who will rob your mother and father and your grandparents without a second thought and kill them if they have to. And will know that they're being recorded on cameras and for some foolish reason go home and think. They won't see me. Now that's mm -hmm. that is what we're <laughs> dealing with. There's no self-love. Because self-love means that you respect yourself and you make others do the same. You respect and love every piece of you acknowledging flaws and all. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. And, and that's just not <laughs> 
Tammy, uh, we we have a caller that 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 is gonna come back in here. <laughs> I was getting ready to jump okay. in, but I, but I'm gonna bring this caller back in here. Uh, uh, Trent, what's going on, man? What's going on, brother? Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can. <laughs> you may not have scores. I know that. No, I don't have any scores. But when you started talking about God, I had to come back through. You know what Tammy is, man. I'll text you the scores, uh, just like I texted you just now. But when when, you, when she started talking about God, the reason why we are the way we are now, because we remove God from the fiber of our being. That's why these kids are doing what they're doing, and they're not able to actually move forward, because we've removed God from every aspect of life. We mm-hmm. can't do this without God. And I have to, I have to uh, give credit to Tammy uh, for, for for actually, you know, for those that don't know, Tammy, Tammy's a, she's a friend. I consider her a friend. Now, sometimes I could be a bit, you know, the other side, but she's a friend. But she actually reintroduced me to God after uh, after a while. Once I acquired the success with, you know, the second career of mine, um, actually watching her walk and the way she's actually going about her life, and she's taking that time to herself and, you know, turning off the microphone, the background voices, and all the stuff to deal with herself, that's when I started dealing with myself. So even with the success with the books and all that stuff, I was still, there was still Trent in there, that, that other Trent. I still had that other Trent in there, even with the six, seven books. But watching this woman's walk and the way that she carried on with her life and she was taking, you know, a month off or two months or three months off, to deal with herself so that she could deal with others, that, honestly, and I'm saying this publicly now, I've never shared this with she'll probably kill me, but that was the reason why I was able to reach back and go within to myself and deal with myself and reconnect myself to God, who's the source to everything. Once I did that, Mm. the blessings that I have are beyond what I acquired ever in life. It has nothing to do with money. Has everything to do with happiness from within. <clears throat> so when that happened for me, I'm sitting on my own server, I'm, I'm my own app, and we have hosts across the country. Something that I've been striving for and doing, or trying to get to, for a number of years. But once I applied what I saw her doing to her life, everything for me was just it, it opened up. We've taken God out of this, man. We've taken God out of this, and that's the problem. All the meditating I did before I reconnected, it was cool. It was basic, and I was able to make some things work and still travel the country. But once I meditated and connected with God and 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 actually my example when she showed me how to actually do that, God opened doors that no man could actually open. And that's just real talk. We've wow. taken well, God out of the fiber of our life. <laughs> We've taken I God totally out of the fiber agree. of our life. We've it's taken God agree. out of that, and it just it just didn't. You know, I had to turn you. If I turn the game off, that means that you know, this is re- real important here. So, but <laughs> 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 well, when she mentioned God, and, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to say this, and if she gets mad, if she not, but I really love and appreciate. Um, what she brought to my life, and she doesn't even know it. 
So, well, thank you. I, I didn't it. know that. I, thank you, yeah. Trent. And and I did not know that, yeah. but but thank you. And I don't know. I won't. Uh, I don't know how deserving of all of that I am, but I'll take it. I'm thankful, and I, yeah, you, I pray you that you, you, I do yeah, that for it. others. Yeah, you you played. She played play when she get off the phone. Yeah, she she played a big deal in that man, and I know them very difficult to deal with at times. But that's someone I can honestly say that is since I've been doing this over the past seven eight years, and you know this thing is progressing and, and whatnot. She's one of the people outside of Anthony that I can actually say that was very genuine. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring this. Hey, Rodney, let me say this real quick because I, this is important. I think one of the most genuine things that I can say for Trent and Trent, I hope you don't get mad for Mister saying this, is that I pray for you. I, I mean, there are times when people say that they're gonna pray for you, and me, myself included. So I, some sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't. But Trent, you are one of those people that I really pray for. I truly pray for you, even even when I wasn't talking to you. I pray for you because there, I do feel you have a greater mission in this world and that you're going to have to get it together, period. You're going to be broken over and over again until you do. I don't say that about a, about a lot of people. At the same time, I'm not forgiving anybody an excuse that I know God has called and chosen, and I say both of those. So, And I think I want that for me. I want anybody who's in my <coughs> life who recognizes my my purpose and what I have to do for God and to be pleasing in his sight and to bring people to him. I want them to call me out. But at the same time, I want them to genuinely pray for me. Because it's not I that did this for you. I feel like it was the prayers that I sent up for you. And then you doing what you need to do and being honest with yourself about what and why, and then doing it. You have to take that action and make it work. Somebody's going <laughs> to go out there, you grabbed it, and you allowed them to pull you in. Once you get in, what are you going to do? You're going to walk the land and change some lives, including yours, or you're going to go back in the water. And so that's what it's about. So it is about God. Everything that we come on here and talk about, people, and I keep saying this, we could talk about relationships, we could talk about divorce, we could talk about prince, we can talk about Whitney, all these these people, all this stuff that's happening, if you don't get your stuff together, if you don't know who you are and deal with you, your marriage will not work, your relationship not will not work, your children will not work. I mean, all these things that you want, if you God is love. That is the law, to love. And if you don't love yourself, you will not give love, and you will not receive it on a consistent basis. And that's the only way it's going to work if you are consistent with it. You have to take the conditions off. So, Trent, thank you for that, and I pray that I can do that in someone else's life, and I pray that people <laughs> will pour that into my life as well. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, uh, this is Rodney uh, jumping back in there. I want to ask uh, both of you, and Tamaria, because uh, I, I think we still have Tamari on the line. But as we talk about uh, people's self-esteem and self-love and respect, and I think you can even throw in self-worth in, in that. I think it all uh, works together. And since we're talking about God, how much 
of the church that we know now, not God, but church, how much do you think that plays a role or has impacted people's self-love and respect? Uh, we got about 15 minutes. I'm just saying we got about 15 <laughs> minutes. We can always do another show next Monday. But but I did want to ask you guys that uh, since, since, uh, since God did come up, I did want to ask you guys that. I'll say quickly because I want anybody else who wants to get into this. The churches are failing. They have failed and they continue to do so because they allow, as they have become the world, and they allow people to do whatever, to be okay. We accept everything and anything to save faith. The truth is not in us. You don't want to hear it because you don't want to live it, and you don't want to do it. So it plays a great role, and it's hurting us. It's killing us, not hurting. It is killing us. So that's my two cents. Trent? He's watching the game. We may have lost him. Did we lose him? He's watching the game. <laughs> All right. Well, well, well. If Trent comes back, uh, you guys, we'll we'll let you know. But we're gonna go ahead. Um, uh, the the time is drawing now. We're gonna go ahead and start bringing uh, the show to a close. Uh, but we don't want you to go anywhere until the music cuts on because we don't want you to miss anything. Uh, uh, Tamari, are you still there? I am. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so, well, we know Tamari is, Tamari is not <laughs> watching the game, ladies and gentlemen. Tamari is not watching yeah. the game. I am not. Yeah. <laughs> She's on my side. <laughs> she she is multitasking, but she is not watching yeah. the game. That is not. <laughs> Tamari, did you did you have any did you have any final words on this topic? Um, i just like to say thank you all for this, um, for having the topic. Much like what Trent said, this was definitely on time. Um, and the, as the other gentleman um, reiterated when he joined the call as well, but this has definitely been great. It's an on-time message, something that we certainly need um, for our society, um, especially like you all said, like now people are looking for likes and validation through social media and, and things of that nature where we start to lose ourselves. Um and we start to lose the very fabric of who we are comparing ourselves. And a quote that I like is, comparison is the thief of joy, and it is so true, because as long as we're looking at everybody else, like you said, when we're looking at the cars passing us on the highway, you know, versus paying attention to where we're going, most of us, we get that illustration and we understand that. So when we apply that to our lives, um, even in the situation with work, if we're not worried about what our coworkers are doing or um, what's happening for us versus what's happening for them, we can focus on where God wants to take us, not where we are. Um, and as Tammy stated, not counting the miles, when we don't count what we have to do to get there and we just do it, it all works out. And I've seen that work out in my life as well. So this was a good lesson for me and a good reminder that, you know, everything happens for a reason. I don't think it's by chance that you all had this topic. I don't think it's by chance that I was able to join. So thank you, and I'm just looking forward to seeing how things turn out and having the opportunity to encourage other people to love themselves. Wow, you know, Ronnie Tamari is one of those you. people that has 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 a mission as well. Um, I mean, Tamari and I 
met for the first time and and it was as if we've known each other for a lifetime and some of the things she shared I still remember about her vision for some things and the world I mean that we we deal with spiritual warfare we deal with that and and people won't recognize that I had had a friend tonight text me and said I'm feeling some kind of way because I'm sitting here at my baby's um, graduation program and I'm alone and all these people are here with their families I'm feeling some kind of way about this help me and I text her back and I said really you're at your baby's graduation alone or not don't let the enemy steal that from you you mm-hmm. shout like there's 50 and people there with you call me and put me on speakerphone so I can shout with you but don't allow the enemy to steal this moment and we do that so many times because we choose to live within ourselves and seek after what we want, not what God wants for us. And that is what we talked about last week, Rodney, about being in that desert. You know, just like you're traveling, if you find out that you have taken a wrong turn or you're in the wrong place, only a fool would go back home and start over. Only a fool would say, <laughs> okay, I turned right and I should have turned left, so let me go back home and start over. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. We get out of the desert too soon. We're not willing to stand the sun. We're not willing to get a little sunburn in order to get to that destination. And it is a must. It is a requirement for those who God has called. Because I'm going to tell you, not everybody had, not, people might have heard that voice, but it wasn't God's voice. Not everybody was called. Not everybody is chosen. And if you weren't, be okay with that. But if you were, you have a duty and responsibility. And if you don't, you are going to be continue. God is going to continue to break you and break you and break you and break you until you're willing to study for the test and pass it. Every time, every time you're willing to study and pass, even if the world says you failed. Take your eyes off what people are doing and how they're living their lives and focus on what is God telling you and why does he keep bringing you back to such a place? Why does he keep bringing you back? Because he's knocking you upside your head and saying, you're going to get this. I'll never forget. I heard the time God tell me, my way or your way, Tammy, but it's going to be done. And you can take the long road, the hard road, or you can take the short road. But it will be done. <laughs> And so you got to, but it starts with loving yourself because God created you. God's law is to love as he has loved unconditionally. If God puts conditions on the way that he loved, loves us as we do people, and that's something I had to, I had to take off conditions. Even in the way I was running my business, I was conditional. I was so prideful until someone didn't call me back, I said, well, I'm not going to call them back as if I'm hurting them. But I'm seeking their business now. I will kick their door in if I have to be waiting on the front porch. If I have to, I emailed you. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. If you feel God has called you and chosen you, you got to take your eyes off people who are in this world looking for the same thing that you're looking for. You got to take your eyes off of those people and those things and get back to the business of God. And as Ms. Erling says, you got to just do what's right and let God handle the consequences. And the first thing of that is loving yourself. 
and being able to transfer that love to others without judgment. Because if, if somebody had to judge me, they'd have plenty to judge. Plenty. After all these shows, I'm still learning about Tammy. Still. So, Rodney, I, how much time do we have? I'm gonna, I think I am done. I have enjoyed this show. As Tamari said, it was timely for me. I know you guys think that we tell these, we talk these subjects or topics for you all, but wow, did I need this show tonight. I thank God for leading me back to this book <laughs> so that we can, can get this one going. So I'm turning it back over to you, Rodney. I am done for the night. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, I believe we have Brother Trent back on the line. Uh, so I'm going to yeah. let Brother uh, Trent give his final words, and then I'm going to close out the show. Go ahead, Brother Trent. Yeah, a final word is um, Golden State by 11 in the third of 141. I believe Tammy uh, muted me from actually commenting because I was talking for the longest when you called my name. So when we talk about this church thing. See, Rodney has total control over that, so you can't even put that on me. Rodney does all of that. I don't touch that. So, so yeah, Golden State, Golden State 83-77, 139 in the third. But talking about God, what was the question about God? Not not God, about about the church, and and their, and their uh, role in, in that. What 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 role do you think that has played in people having low self esteem or uh, not really respecting themselves or loving themselves? Like how how has the current state of the church impacted uh, people? I think it's actually a huge, a huge. They played a huge role in that. Not only do they play on their emotions, but, you know, everything is, is you feel down. You know, I've, I've gone to church a couple of times, and I'll be honest with you, I worship in the home. But I've gone to church a couple of times, and after leaving there, I feel like I want to stick a knife to my wrist. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, God damn, I mean, I mean, what you guys talking about up in here? God is love. Love meaning yeah. progression. You know, you understand what I'm saying? I don't wanna hear yeah. my, I don't wanna hear all this down stuff or if you you know, all this other stuff. I wanted to slip my wrist the last three times I went to church. <laughs> God is love. You know, and when we get back to that man, we get back to God, we gonna understand that. You know, never we should never as a people look to man to give us salvation. Period. Mm-hmm. That can only come from one place. You know, once yeah. we get back to that, and the only way we can get back to that is we channel within. Once we channel that light from within, that's where God is. God speaks to us daily. I mean, you know, church is good when you fellowship it, but the message that they're putting out there today, I mean, I feel like I'm at a suicide, you know, convention. This is crazy. Wow. And nobody should ever yeah. feel like that in the church. At all. At all, man. At all, because everything is based off a of monetary thing. I think uh, Tammy said something about it earlier um, about monetary stuff, and you know everybody's trying to acquire that type of stuff, but that's not where it is, man. The salvation yeah. is with God, no matter how it's delivered. So you know, Tammy, if you're gonna continue to pray for me, pray for this cussing to get out of me, and you know, I'll be on the right path after that with all this cursing. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to work with that. <laughs> so well, sometimes that's a little necessary. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great show. Tell it like it is. Exactly. Great show tonight, man. And again, I know that Tammy's actually 
on the controls of that mute button. Golden State 88, uh, OKC 81. We got a minute and third, so, you know. We got uh, it sounds like, I, it sounds like I'm going to catch the right. fourth quarter. Right. What did you say, Tammy? An example of self-esteem. <laughs> Steaming himself by saying I was controlling the rest. And he was really watching the game. <laughs> be quiet. Good, be quiet. Good, good show. Good show. I'm glad I heard you guys. It's good, always good to hear you guys' voice, man. So it's good. Good show there, we're, man. We appreciate it, man. We're so glad that you called in, man. And, and, and please know that uh, – we love hearing from you, so so definitely, man. Call in anytime and and press that number one, man, so we can get you into the conversation. All good, all to the good, brother. All to the good. Most definitely, man. And uh, we'll 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 talk to you soon. No doubt. All right, Trent. Okay. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just end with this, Tammy, um, and I'm gonna say. <clears throat> First of all, this this was a this was a, a really enlightening show, um, and someone even posted that on the event page um, that that they were very just you know, they they were touched by the show, uh, they were they were enlightened by the show, and, and and that's really all we try to do. We know that we um, that we don't have those those topics that you know everyone feels like they want to chime in or they, they, they want to offer their two cents. But what we are all about here um, on this show is about transformation, is about seeing yourself, is about looking deep within, is about taking that mirror and putting it on the inside. And, and what do you see when you do that? It, it's easy to look at your face after you have washed it and, you know, done your hair and, you know, if your lady put makeup on. It's easy to look at yourself when you think that your face looks really good, but it's very difficult to look within when you know the inside is messed up. And so here are my final words, and they are, we live in a messed up world, not because of messed up people, but because beautiful people have messed up hearts. What should have made them better made them bitter. They traded their happiness not for fortune and fame, but for abuse, unnecessary attention, and a moment of pride. Like those at amusement parks, they stood in line for two hours just to get a 30-second ride of a lifetime. When they are old and gray, they have no money, no peace, and no happiness. They can only sit around and talk about the good times they had when they were young. I wish I could say this is random, but take a look around and tell me what you see. I guarantee you there are still many people trying to be free, not understanding that freedom has already been given to you and me. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to tonight's show. We hope that you have a blessed week. We hope that you get a good night's rest. And we'll see you next Monday, same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.